That's easy. With the yeah. power of technology, we can get an audience in here right now. That's yeah. the energy we need. <laughs> I could use a little bit more energy. I could actually. use some more energy. I could use... Really? I could use... Uh, Early 20s. Yeah. You know, in our early 20s, we were complaining about being old because our, our teen years had passed. Now, yeah. look, now look at us. Yeah. Rotting. Right. But at least you could live in the moment a little bit back then. Could you? A little bit, right? I can't remember. You're just like, I'm a drinking fool. Speaking of drinking fools, welcome to Do Be a Monster. It's the sideshow pod of Don't Be an Idiom. And Starring Ryan and Albert. That's right. Your favorite old hosts. <laughs> they are old and they are stars. Did you call us stars? Did I? Yeah. Hosts. Oh, right. But, but we are. We're the stars of this show, right? Yeah, just like anyone is the star what of What if own. we weren't? What if like they were, they polled our audience? They were like, who's the star of Dubia Monster? And they're like, Jeff. Jeff. Who? What? Yeah. We never heard about him. I could see that happening. So we started this podcast uh, because we wanted to talk about monsters, monsters too much. And uh, so... You know, usually we drop a New Year's episode, but uh, we thought we'd and do a, so We thought this would be our first monster New Year's episode. That's true. Right. So, Happy New Year's. It, what an, an amazing year it's been. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so looking forward to Even right to down to the last couple days, Ryan is getting blessed with sweet car kisses by other cars. Every day keeps what getting better. I think 2000, what's the next one? 22? It's going to be a real stinker. Yep. You know what? Skip it. Let's just skip it. <laughs> go to the 23. Right. All right. I'll, we can go to 26. I don't care. No higher than 26. No higher than 26, though. Uh, do be a monster. So it's special. It's We're doing a New Year's episode. Last year, we did a Christmas episode. This could use a little bit more energy, a little for, more a energy. Year's, <laughs> for a New Year's episode. For old Lang Syne. Right? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> He's a monster. Oh yeah, in 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 one of our New Year's in episodes. Our universe. Yeah, old Lang Syne is a, a, a serpent sea creature, right? Yeah, with a hat. <laughs> so anyway, we're mixing shit together, and we are the stars of the show, and that is it. Okay. Period. Moving on. Oh, speaking of mixing things together, um, we you know the last few episodes we've mentioned. Mm. That we would we bring these monster theses that were written by this guy Jeffrey Jerome Cohen, and we would bring one to each episode, and just be like, "Hey, uh, it's kind of interesting. It's totally kind of interesting." Well, the third thesis is the monster is the harbinger of category crisis. See, and that's we're not just two <laughs> Arrested Development men. What? <laughs> that just love monsters, and we're just like, look how cool they are. Mm-hmm. It's also smart. Very smart. Ryan had to go to college for this shit. <laughs> Master's college. Ma- <laughs> what? Okay. Master's but it's college. it's true. <laughs> uh, so what does that mean to you? You know, it's a, it's a better college than no, I no, went no, to. No, 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 no. The, the monster is the harbinger of category crisis. All right. Category crisis. Yeah. And it's the harbinger, which is like the bringer. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. 
oh, okay. So maybe because monsters seem to be made up of like lots of different parts and stuff like that. And then they bring you that idea. And then mm. you're like, whoa, that's <laughs> weird. Yeah. I, and I can't, I don't know where to put you. So you're, you're extra scary. Right. You, know you defy all categories. Like, your brain tries to make sense of what it sees. Is this a bird? Is this a fish? Like a negative space tattoo? Right. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> it's so, very hard to wrap your head around. So, so it's your brain's trying to make sense of it mm-hmm. all, but it can't. But it, it can't. And that's what makes it extra scary. You're exactly. Good. I, mean, I, lo- I love Sort of like that. Yeah, it's sort of like that. Um, so what's a monster that, you know, it, what monster confuses you most about no, what, which, <laughs> like, what am I looking at here? <laughs> um, the xenomorph, the alien xenomorph. Oh, that's has a pretty, lot of, that's pretty. He's uh, got all kinds of things going on. Oh, I love that second mouth. That is just cool. Yeah. What do any other creatures have second mouths that like the goblin um, shark in real life? Oh yeah. <laughs> I guess the goblin shark. <laughs> All right, so see, so real life monsters. <laughs> no, there's definitely good monsters that have a second mouth. It's just such a, it's just such a shocker. Mm-hmm. Like if you're okay, if you walk into a bar full of monsters, but they all have one mouth. Like even if it's a huge one, but you're yeah. like, check this out. <laughs> like you got the second mouth, you are going to be the coolest monster in the room. Like right. all the girl monsters are gonna want you. Yeah, yeah. Does the xenomorph use that middle mouth it to eat? Right it's, through it's your head. It's just for destruction, right? I don't. I don't yeah, because I don't think they eat anything. I can't imagine that thing like eating like a you know an apple or something. No way. And it's it's food source can't be humans because it's like every couple million years, <laughs> six people bump into them and then they they're like, oh, dinner time. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's pro- It's unlikely that it's usually <laughs> like, eating what humans. What are they eating? Yeah. What are I they? I just feel like you know. When you look at like the hallways and the caverns of where the aliens live, it looks like alien, like like large, like crazy looking parts. It's like I feel like they just like hook their tails and those backpipes in and just like, <laughs> and that's how they like. So they're just get getting fed. They're or just something. getting like sustenance from the ooze. You know, like this, it seems like there's this bigger sort of organism that they're all part of. Right, and and they're just that's all they need is the yeah. So then I guess they're just like annoyed that humans are around they're like we just want to get back to the sack right but then all this time they could just plug into the slime bone yeah and they'd be <laughs> but able they to live just can't let it be they can't they can't ignore the humans gotta eat them you, you gotta to taste them, them at least yeah well they're very annoying right i can tell you from experience humans are very annoying <laughs> don't have to be an alien to say that <laughs> no you don't <laughs> So that's your, your commentary the, that's part of the show that we just got through. That was it. I think your commentary was sufficient, and I feel like I, uh, I got, I got to know you a little bit better today. You taught the world. No, that didn't happen. Okay. Yeah. All right. So last year we mentioned something on, I think it was like a Christmas or a New Year's episode. Okay. Ryan, open this box and see if you have a flashback. All right, so the peppermint pig, <laughs> Saratoga sweets. <laughs> Whoa, this is nice. It is so nice. But do you remember us talking yeah, about vaguely, this? Yeah, vaguely. It's 
It was like this is a, nice, dude. I know it comes with this hammer. Yeah, and you're supposed to break it. Yes, and it's is it like a wish thing? I don't. I say just do it. I don't know. But it's why? Why satisfying. did you read this? We were looking up like weird, different Christmas traditions. Oh, local. The, yeah, or yeah. like I feel like that was about a year ago, and then we were like, "Holy shit, this is upstate New York!" Like someone send us one, all the listeners, if you live up there. Nobody did. No. Saratoga, Saratoga County in uh, New York. So you, you get this peppermint pig and you smash it with a, a hammer. Yeah, you put it in the velvet pouch and then you smash it. You can also just uh, display it as an ornament. Yeah. But then you can't eat it. Okay. Very interesting. So I was thinking All you need we is- could smash it on air. <laughs> I thought that's what we would do. Okay. <laughs> and why why did we do this again? Um, I, because Will I anyone just, remember this? No one I will remember this. I just thought that maybe if anyone was like, oh, I remember that from the yeah. other episode. And it's, you know, bringing our ideas to, to reality. <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of wow. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah, we can smash it. And then... And we'll eat it, And I guess. we'll eat it. Okay. <laughs> All right. And we're doing that now? I, I guess okay. so. Okay. <laughs> Well, you're the head of the household, so you're supposed to go first. Okay. I'll lay down until I hit it. Well. <laughs> See you next year, everyone. <laughs> we can't continue if that's going to be in your mouth, though. <laughs> it makes too much noise. You should have told me to stop. <laughs> I don't look over here. Now it's all I can think about. All right. Um, so we smashed the pig and it was great. It was fucking <laughs> smash. Should we play uh, the, the monster war to see who goes first? Or? Yes. Oh, but we also have a little... Oh, we have a giveaway. Stick around to the end of the episode. Yes. And uh, you, you might win a gift. It's a real contest. It's a real contest. It's not like a... Uh, that's not a bit. No. There's a real contest. Stick around to the end, and we'll tell you how to enter it. Okay. And win big. All right. So let's do the Monster War. See who goes first. I, you said that smashing the pig might have been a way to go first. I have no idea how that would have been possible. <laughs> Just for the record. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I I was imagining it differently. So, uh, yeah, Monster War. We're just going to throw down some monster cards They're right here. Okay. And pre-shuffled, I uh, suppose. Oh, no. No, I don't like that answer. All right, here we go. Everyone knows how to play War. Queen of the man-eating plan. I got an invader. <laughs> and the invader's a king also, which is why he wins. Okay, so my uh, my card wins in the game of monster. And uh, I'm going to go first. I'm going to tell Albert about my, my monster pick for the day. And then we'll hear from Albert. Oh, ap- and it's also, it's the 10th episode of Dubia Monster. It's kind of a nice little milestone. That's cute. It's cute that you think so. Remember when we had our first 10th episode of Don't Be an Idiot? And we were like, 10! 
a big fat head. <laughs> that was a big one. Yeah. We really celebrated. Yeah. It's see, a shame that we're not celebrating number 10 of Dubia Monster. Well, so we got the, the pig. That's true. There's some different shit going on around here. There's the Lindor <laughs> truffles. It, yeah, it does have a bit it's of a party a, yeah, atmosphere. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so I'm going to be talking about the Penangalan. Do you know what that is? No. The Penangalan. Penangalan. It's from Malaysia. I can see that. It's got that. It sounds like it might be from Malaysia. Malaysia Penangalan. So the Penangalan is a vampiric creature. Loves that blood. Wow. Likes to suck out the juice. You know, that's a reoccurring theme on this show. Well, I feel like a good monster <laughs> should drink blood. Right? Yes. Life force. But this particular creature can detach its head and organs from its body to go hunting. So when you see huh. it, it's the head and all of the entrails. So how would that help it hunt? It's just like the form that it goes in as it as it goes around, just well, to I make itself. A, well, you I know. see a reflection in your uh, in your picture over there. Is it go, that's cool. So here's a little picture. Oh yeah, that is freaky. It's the head and just the organs. Damn. And hair. And this is actually a little clip from a movie I'm going to talk about. Wonderful. A little. Ryan's presentations has gifs or gifs. Yeah. I had pictures. I thought that was, that, those are moving. <laughs> Damn. So. I need um, to get the number of your intern. Yeah. Well, I have three actually, so I'll get you all. Yeah, me too. Numbers. I got a couple. Um, so the Penangalan, if you guys are picturing it, um, you know, detaches with this head. It also has an invisible tongue. I guess we can say she, it's almost always a woman. Um, invisible tongue. Huh? And the, the entrails of the Penangalan can uh, act as like tentacles. They can like touch Looks things. Like tentacles. Yeah. So pretty nasty stuff. And its body is just hanging out somewhere else. Yeah. Its body is, is actually sitting, waiting for it to come back. And it is after after the Penangalan goes human esque form. It's a human. It looks okay. Yeah, it's it's uh it's a woman um tip often a midwife, and I'll I'll let you know why a midwife is a popular profession for the Penangalans. Um, but at night, yeah, their head comes off and they go, they go out looking for the blood That's and the body just waits for the the guts and head <laughs> to come like back. No reason for us both to <laughs> get get in trouble. You call me if you get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. You know, you go, I stay. Yeah. Don't put all, all your eggs in one basket. Right. So a lot of Southeast Asian countries have a similar creature to that. In Laos, Cambodia, Thailand, Indonesia, Philippines, they all have a similar creature. At the end of this, I'm going to give you a couple of, of those because there are some, some minor differences. Interesting that they have... Huh. Huh, huh, huh. So... Yeah, we're getting, we're getting into an idea. Like we were, I was, we were talking earlier about like it's how does the show like where does it go? Like what part of the monster you talk about first? Like yeah. the background and what it looks like and yeah. all that stuff. This is starting to feel good. Okay, good. Starting to break it up. Good, I won't. Good, good. I won't draw attention to it. Yeah, again. Too late. <laughs> oh shit. So often the Penangalan is a woman who has dabbled with magic in some way, and apparently, if they stay vegetarian for forty days. They're given exceptional beauty, but if they break that and they, they go, they eat some meat before day 40, then they'll be cursed to be a Penangalan. What? <laughs> Wait a second. I think I missed the first part. It, 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 
This is a regular girl. It's a witch. It's a witch. Yeah. So it's like a it's like a something they have to go through to become. Yeah. Cool. Well, so they just got to be a vegetarian for forty days. Well, actually, no. They're a witch. They don't want to be Penangalans because they're right. They're gross. Right. They just want to be witches that you know do fun stuff. Right. <laughs> and they can keep exceptional beauty if they stay vegetarian for forty days. And then that's it. Then they can eat meat after that. I guess so. Maybe wow. it's once a year or something. You need some self-control. <laughs> I need to, I'll, you, I'll come back to you next episode with a little bit more information about oh, the, uh, yeah. the specifics about yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. But anyway, if you break, if you eat meat before those 40 days are up, you won't get your exceptional beauty and you'll be cursed to be a Penangalan. Mm. So, and well, what, are, what they do is they, they, they like hunger for pregnant women and newborns. They such want, a common theme. It, is what's the deal with that i it's i love it i love in, like researching monsters so you're like there is this reoccurring the fears and the themes and the life force mm-hmm. and all the stuff it yeah. makes sense that they'd be going for this kind of it stuff it does i know uh yeah well you, you you know let me know if you notice any other reoccurring i mean recurring recurring or reoccurring reoccurring I don't know though, but yeah, recurring dreams, right. reoccurring dreams. Oh man, this is a toughie. So let me know if you notice any other recurring monster thing on the bobs. I'm gonna do it. But um, so being a midwife was a really good job for like this kind of witch because if she was a Penangalan, then she would, you know, she would be able to always know where the pregnant exactly. ladies are. Yeah, and she could use her tongue to sometimes snatch the baby from in between the cracks and boards of the floors. What? One way to know they're they're nearby is they smell like vinegar a lot. Mm. And I like vinegar. There's a couple. I know, me too. Like fish and chips with some oh, vinegar. Yeah. Or just a, just a glass of vinegar. But if you were like a head with like guts hanging from it, would you want to smell like vinegar? I, you know what? If you if you are a head with guts and that's what you smell like, mm. it could be so much worse. I would yeah. take a vinegary smell over like a, you know, like a putrid, yeah. uh, like rotting kind yeah, of yeah. smell, you know? Oh, sure, yeah. I mean, vinegar is actually, I want to smell that. Oh, yeah. I might eat some of my tentacles a little bit. <laughs> so some suggest that she has to kind of keep her entrails in vinegar so they'll shrink when she needs to go back into the mm. body. Uh, others suggest that a woman can only become a penangalan by meditating in a vat of vinegar. So that's like another way you can become one. So some people want to be a penangalan? Yeah, I don't know why you would want that. But or maybe the witches don't want that. Maybe the maybe the witches are just like bathing in the vinegar for other reasons, and then they turn into the penangalan. <laughs> right? They like accidentally meditate. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's the vinegar. I, or maybe a regular person would be like, you know what? I'd rather be some sort of, you know, creature than a with, nobody. With than a nobody. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like at least I'll have some powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, I would do it. That's like. Dude, if you could be human all the time and then take your head off and float around, like why? that's an upgrade. It's an upgrade. Yeah, so I guess some people might do it. But there are ways to kill them. So a couple, one thing you can do if you're brave enough that you smell vinegar, you go, I know one of those things is not inside its body. Right. I'm going to sniff my way back <laughs> to the body. Right, oh yeah. <laughs> and fill it with glass. And oh, that way when shit. it tries to return to its, its you know... 
That um, would be a scene. That would yeah. be something cool for a director to make. I'd like to see that. Well, there's a movie called Mystics in Bali. Okay. From 1981. And this is where I found out about this this creature. And I was like, oh, I wonder if that's part of actual Malaysian mythology. And it is. And that's like, so that's actually mm-hmm. where the movie got the idea from. But there's some, you see some pretty good good stuff like that. Not the, not the, I don't think the glass though. Yeah. And even if they did, it wasn't how it looks in my head. That no, is, no. that is crazy. You can look. <laughs> uh, there is one, um, guy. Really? Tell me more. There was one guy, this guy, Officer Peter James Begbie. And in 1834, he wrote this book um, about his travels through Malaysia. And he said that he heard this folktale of a Malay man who had two wives with different skin tones. And he had the sneaking suspicion that they were both Penangalans. So he wow. told him he was leaving for a trip. And then they obviously like went into their Penangaland form and went out hunting. And the husbands switched where the bodies were. So he moved one to the left oh. and one to the right. And then he like hid away again. So the heads went on to the wrong bodies and reattached themselves. And then the next morning, he, when he saw them naked, he was like, see, I know you guys went out hunting last night. And let me just of the get two my old timey <laughs> tele- photograph machine. <laughs> I know. And they're like, so? And, and everyone's going to believe it. Okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're like eating his guts. <laughs> yeah, it's like he—he he just seems so smug. Like you know, I know, yeah, I got you. And then just eat him, right? <laughs> and he's like, Ugh. I mean, and also, I don't buy that story because if there is some sort of like, you know, sacred, you know, I can't get that right word in my mouth, but like this thing is beyond our realm kind of thing. Yeah. You don't think that that body, that head travels to that body on something like stronger <laughs> than location. Yeah. It's probably like magnetically because like my DNA is going into my, you know, the, come on. I, yeah, you're right. It, but if, you know, maybe you I'm, had I'm not allowing myself fun. If you, you need to have your little fun. fun with this story. You have to. Good. Let's hear it for him, folks. It's tough to grow. It's so tough to grow. Uh, Grown pains. Grown pains. (laughs) You said it. There's also this possibility that it came from a uh, an Indonesian myth called the Pontianak. Pontianak. That sounds just right. And this was similar in a way, but it's a woman who dies during childbirth. So if she dies while giving birth, she comes back as this vampiric spirit. Right. And they smell like the plumeria flower because their flesh is rotting. It smells pretty sharp. Plumeria. I'm not familiar with that flower. But they, if you leave your clothes out to dry at night, that's how she finds you. She sniffs the clothes. And then she has these sharp nails and she'll dig them into the victim's stomach and then devour all the organs around it. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, I feel like nobody had washing machines back then, so everyone's clothes were on the line. They, yeah, but it's it, apparently if you even if you go out there today, and if you go visit Malaysia or Indonesia, uh, this is what I read. I've not been to either of those places, but I've, I've never been there. There are a lot of people beautiful. who won't dry their clothes on a clothing line clo- clothesline outside because they're That's worried great. about um, 
the uh, Pontina knock. I love it. And I, there's two other tidbits about that. They announce their presence through baby cries. Ugh. And it said that if the cry is really loud, then she's far away. And if it's soft, then she's nearby. That reminds me of... Yeah, the L- Losakis guys, yeah, right? Yeah. That had... was Colombian folklore. Right. So... And that it was, was the something first time I ever heard something like that. The, yeah, I like the that, switched though. switched location. Yeah, the louder it is, the further yeah. away they are. That's so scary. I wonder <laughs> if there's a relation. Mm. I don't know. I got... We should, we should look that up. I... It, it might be a similar story. Also, we should call those boys. Yeah, let's call those boys up. Get us some masks and I'll hang out. And uh, anyway, so yeah, there there's uh, a couple other ones that um, come from the or, or that's just similar in nature. And uh, I, but I think that's that's pretty much it. And now it's time for the fun facts. So my fun facts I've already alluded to, <laughs> which is this movie Mystics in Bali. So I, you know, I invite you to my place of residence to humble abode. Sit down with me and enjoy some Mystics in Bali. I will, <laughs> because even though Bali is not in Malaysia, uh, it, it Indonesia and Malaysia have a lot of the same uh, myths. Ah. Uh. And you heard it here, folks. <laughs> International news for American listeners. <laughs> anyway, and that's a panangala. No crime? So keep we, an eye out. Does this show have a break? I yes, forget. it does. Okay. <laughs> and we're entering it right now, and it's very spooky. Don't don't get scared away from your radio. We'll be back. Poetry, dance a jig, mm-hmm. and light something on fire. Right. Well said. Jersey Devil and- Day. <laughs> Welcome back to Dubia Monster, the spookiest show that's in relation to the show Don't Be an Idiom, which is definitely so scary. But otherwise, probably many other spooky shows. Don't Be an Idiom is the flagship. Way better than this. Or like this little dark, uh, like attack ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm thinking of that attack sh- with spook. That shark that has that little shark, or that little fish that always follows it everywhere. Yeah. Yes. Like They're that. parasites. <laughs> yeah. We're the parasite of our flagship right. podcast, Don't <laughs> right. Be an Idiom. Albert. But we don't give a fuck. Talk to us about your monster for the day. Well, today we are going to talk about the Alp. ALP. ALP? ALP, the Alp. Does that have anything to do with the Alp? Alps? I thought you might ask that, but no. Oh, really? And I was going to, if you didn't bring it up, I was going to say that. Hmm. Not, it's not about the Alps. It's not about the Alps. Unless when I start talking about where this thing's from, you're like, oh, actually the Alps are there. This should <laughs> definitely happen. <laughs> well. But nobody specifically said Alps to me. I'm on the record for that. Let's keep on the record. <laughs> keep, keep it. Keep it. Mark the time. It's marked. Okay. <laughs> so tell us, where, where's the Alp from? All right. Well. 
I just want you to know first how I found the Alp, which was, it was my, she's not my niece. It's my cousin's daughter. Okay. Lily. Yeah. So it's your cousin. Eighth birthday. That's my cousin. Isn't your cousin like? Is my cousin's daughter my cousin? It's like my, was my second cousin? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's cousin's daughter. It's not cousin's daughter, but I think that's your cousin now. She's, so your cousin can have. Can keep making cousins for you. That's interesting. So you have no control over how many cousins you end up getting. Yeah, but I always thought it had to be from the same parent. Oh, let's move on. Anyway, love Lily, and I wanted to get her something cool, well, that I thought was cool, and it was this, this, there's this book that's out now called Monsters You Should Know by Emma San Cartier, mm-hmm. and I, I'm still waiting to hear back from her. I did write her a little message, that's nice and, I think, you. and I think, you know, maybe she, she seems busy. Of, She's working on a video she, game right now. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, she doesn't have time for you. No. <clears throat> but maybe when we get big, mm-hmm. it'll all work out later. Okay. We'll have a laugh over it. I'm laughing okay. just thinking about <laughs> okay. it. Okay. So uh, I read the book first before I gave it to her, and I found this creature called the Alp. Oh. And I was like, that's the one. I want to I learn more about this. So it is a nightmare creature in Whoa. German folklore. Oh, How that's... good does that sound? Sounds very good. Hi, I'm a nightmare creature from German folklore. <laughs> It rolls off the tongue. Dude, you definitely need to make a t-shirt that says that. Right? Yeah. Like, I was like, I was writing the classification down, and I was like, that's, that sounds good. Yeah, like a nightmare creature from German folklore. And, you know, it's like, obviously, uh, have you ever heard of an Alp before? Mm-mm. See, that's what I mean. It's like, these guys are like, it's they're not heavy hitters, but like, what a title. That's great. All right, so what I like about these guys, it, there there are elements uh, from some popular monsters that mm-hmm. uh, that and they're they're some of my favorites. So I, yeah, and I didn't even know that getting into it, but so they're kind of vampiric or like more like an incubus uh, in some ways because they like to like you know drain the life force, drain yeah. the blood, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, but the word Alp in German is a variation of the word Elf. Oh, which I really I I because of our there must be so many words for elf, right? Um, Oh yeah, I'm sure. Well, there's a lot of names. There's a lot of other names just for this creature. Mm. So yeah, I I imagine. But well, it just seems like uh, with we've in don't be an idiot. Like I remember starting to research fairies and elves and all that kind of stuff, and just like like the the creepy and powerful side of all Mm. that is like it's just so neat, you know. Um, totally. And, and the, so mischievous. Quite. Right. So anyway, uh, so they're, they're, so we've already said they're sort of vampiric. I'm going to get more into how they're, they're like bad elves. Yeah. Yeah. They're bad. And, um, so some of the other names for them are Trud, Mart, Mar, Shrat, and Walrider. I'm imagining a German person <laughs> hearing Shrat. <laughs> What shall we call these things, Jimmy? (laughs) (laughs) No, okay. Shrat. Yeah, so this is just, like, this thing's got lots of names. Um, But the popular one's Alp. Okay. Now, the the defining characteristic of the Alp is the... Big eyes. Tarn cap. (laughs) (laughs) He wears a cap? Tarn cap. Tarn cape? It is either tarn cap or tarn cape. Those are so different. Yeah, but it's it's. it's but it, does, it means something. Oh yeah, it's it's magic hat. Oh, so it's a cap then. Yeah, but you know who knows how they're gonna pronounce it. <laughs> sure, yeah. Tarn cap. Eh? So it has a hat. It has a magic hat. That's not it makes it less scary. 
Yes, the the hat has been described as almost comical, and mm. and a lot of the depictions that I've seen of it, it almost looks like a, like a tiny witch hat. Oh yeah, but I see that. that's the source of its powers. So it's like look silly or be really powerful right. or, or not be really powerful. You know, I could give you a wedgie by wearing this hat. Right. So you got to wear the hat. Laughing now, right. right? All right. So a little bit of the background is te- uh, usually these these dudes are males. But they do have female ones, which are usually called Mara or Mart. Mm-hmm. But what they do when they go for their victims <laughs> is when people are sleeping. Uh-oh. All right? So when you're asleep, yeah. uh, they will drink blood from the nipples of men and young children. Ooh. But that's not their favorite treat. Can you guess what it is? <laughs> is it the butt? No. <laughs> no, no, no. Good guess. Is it breast milk? Of course. <laughs> And oh, sorry, but that's the of course. Um, that is another occurring, reoccurring theme I'm noticing is like how monsters want to get at that breast milk. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, because that Icelandic. But it makes sense. Monsters, life same. milk kind of stuff, right? Sure, yeah, life it makes sense. Force, all that. Yeah. So that's what they really want. That's what they want the most. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, it's creepy. It I love it, how they'll settle for children nipple blood. Yeah, that's the second. Yeah, that's second favorite. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. So, all right, on top of doing that kind of stuff, they attack at night and they like to control your dreams and create horrible nightmares. Now, there's a word, Alptraum, which is German for elf dream, which mm. translates to nightmare. Whoa. Right? Elf dream. Oh my God. Nightmare means elf dream? Yes. Isn't that so cool? In German today, is that what... Is that like the word they use for nightmare? Elf, I mean, Elf, like this Elf was, drum? I don't know. Okay. There's a band called that. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that is, that is cool. Um, so then if you were to like the, the specific name of this kind of attack from an Alp is called an Alpdruck, which means Elf pressure. Because it sits on your chest when you're sleeping, mm. becoming heavier and heavier oh until God. you wake up paralyzed and breathless and like horrified. Yeah. Now, not it's you're not permanently. That paralyzed. makes it feel like an incubus, more of an incubus. Yeah. So it, you're not per, like you you get your you'll eventually get it back, but like you're temporarily paralyzed. Mm-hmm. And what is interesting about this to me is if you've ever experienced sleep paralysis, this is. This an explanation is said for that? This could be possibly oh. an early explanation for sleep paralysis. Oh, man. Imagine every time you have sleep paralysis being certain that there was just an Alp on your chest. Yeah. It'd be freaky. Yeah. Just <laughs> sucking out that life force, you know, yeah. with its little hat on. It makes me think of the goblin from Cat's Eye, Stephen King's Cat's yes. Eye with the Drew Barrymore. Absolutely. Yeah. It was stealing her, like her oxygen or like whatever. Re- yeah, but like again, life her force. Breath life force. Would stand on her chest. Absolutely. That is great. If you haven't seen Cat's Eye, all of the shorts are good, but that one's, that's a really memorable one. That, that sticks out. That elf, he's good. A yeah. goblin or whatever. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's what they that's their big attack, right? But they also like to be mischievous like the elves, like I mentioned before. So some of the other things they'll do on the farm is they will sour the cow's milk mm. or they'll just milk the cow dry because, you know, if they can't get breast milk, they'll go for cow milk too. They are known to chew and twist horse tails. <laughs> <laughs> Ride horses to exhaustion oh, at, at night. That is a shame. Like they'll just like I guess ride Keep them to riding, death. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
crush smaller farm animals to death by doing like a similar version of what he does to the humans. Yeah. I, I don't know what this means. I, I think you could imagine t- tangle hair into elf knots. Ooh. So I you think I up, have elf knots. Yeah, you definitely have elf <laughs> yeah. knots. You know, you just add the word elf in front of something. It makes it so much cooler. Right? Yeah. Um, and then this is the most interesting of the uh, like the mischievous things. It will sometimes re-diaper a baby with mm. a soiled diaper. Oh, so that's <laughs> helpful. No, 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 no. It like so they change the baby's oh, diaper with a soiled and diaper. then they go to change it and it like somehow mischievously puts the soiled one back on. Oh, that's gross. It's yeah. gross, right? But there's it's a just way gross they want to get involved with that. I, you know what though? That hits straight. I mean, you know how much hard it must be to stay clean back then. <laughs> hard, right? And yeah. then you're just like, Ugh, I gotta go down to the creek and wash it on the stones yeah. <laughs> with lard from my dead husband. <laughs> but you can. You, there's a way around that. If you make the sign of a cross on a diaper, it won't be able to um, fuck with it. Oh, so the Germans would often, like German midwives would often do that? Draw a cross on the diapers. Okay. What do you think about that? Pretty smart, right? Yeah, it's interesting. There's a lot of interesting information about the Alp. Yeah, oh, the Alp. I love the Alp. All right, so here's some of the things about the Alp. It it can shape shift Mm -hmm. uh, essentially into anything, but its popular forms are cat, pig, dog, snake, and a small white butterfly which oh i like that that's unexpected some believe is the form that they take as they fly out of a demon from hell's mouth that's the form they take that's so like when they when they originate they they start as these white butterflies i guess like essentially flying to earth you know to like that is to interact into the realm yeah out of this giant fucking demon that like i'm gonna talk a little bit about that later but because uh, I like that part a lot. Um, so anyway, they also can fly like a bird or ride a horse, like I said, because they they ride them to death. Um, but the big, the big, big thing is I'm going to come back to the tarn cap. They always wear it. And it's known as the camouflage cap or the cap of concealment. And that's where it gets its magical powers. Mm. It also allows it to turn invisible. So they really need that cap. They need the cap. Now, here's the thing. Even so, when they're in, in they're shape shifting, the animal that they shape shift into always has to be wearing the hat as well. So, like, you might see a pig with a hat on or a dog. Oh, and that's or, how you know. Yeah, that's oh. one of the ways that you can spot. That's pretty like, easy. Ma- yeah, that was a pig with a hat. I right, guess that's an help. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, now, if they lose their tarn cap, um, they will offer great rewards to get it back. And it's not like a trick reward. Like they actually pay up. Yeah, because they really need that. They really need it. Oops. But it's not like cursed, like a leprechaun's gold or some. It's just like a huge inconvenience for them. They're like, I really yeah, they're, need they're, that. Like, I'll pay anything. Yeah. <laughs> Alps are very well off. <laughs> uh, and then they also have this thing called the evil eye, which is a gaze that inflicts illness and misfortune. Now, if it's cast on you, uh, you can break the spell by damaging or removing the eye. Oh, God. <laughs> so, and my thinking is, if you're that close to if the that op, happens twice, I'm then grabbing that hat, and I'm like, all right, fuck all this evil eye shit, first of all. And I want $10 million in unmarked bills. We good? Oh, my God. Imagine having to stab your eye because one of those damn things looks at you wrong. Right. So, yeah. Okay. 
So that's some of the stuff that they do. All right. Now, there's ways to protect yourself against the app. Laying a broomstick under your pillow is one. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, either that's Sleeping a small with your dirty broomstick broom, or, a, or a large pillow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you can put iron horseshoes on your bedposts. Okay, I would do that. You can place your shoes against your bed with the toes pointing towards the door. Hmm. Okay. That's a fun one. Yeah. Sleep with a mirror on your chest. That makes sense. That would be very difficult to do without turning and breaking it. Right. But I'm sure it's all like a psychosomatic sort of thing. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. Nightmares, right? Um, They don't like steel or crosses. And again, this comes back to like a kind of a fairy and elf thing. It's like iron and metal. Like they Mm. just, they have this like aversion to it. Yeah. You think it makes them feel like nauseous? It's like... It's like somehow they have like no power on it. Like I remember when I was researching with like fairies, if you think that you found like a fairy entrance or they like you go in, you need to put like an iron doorstop there because it can't like they can't move it. Hmm. So that way it doesn't seal your entrance to like never come back sort of thing. Uh, yeah. Isn't that I don't yeah, know. Why. I don't know what it is about iron and these certain metals, but like it's cool. <laughs> Um, okay, so some other stuff that you could do is if you keep a light burning all night, that should ward off an alp. You could have a sentry watch you, which is just like, it, it, would you rather be tormented by like a magical creature? Or have a sentry or have watch a, over your body a while you sleep. Stare at you <laughs> while you sleep. I think that happened so often back in the, the day, in the way back. I guess if you're rich. If you're, yeah, if you're like a king or something. At least be outside the door. Mm, I want to be right inside. <laughs> well, yeah, if door. I'm the sentry, that's where the action is. You know how much longer it's going to seem <laughs> of a shift if you're in the hallway? Right. Um, okay. So you can weaken or immobilize an out by shoving a lemon in, it, in its mouth while it's sleeping during the daytime. I just kill it if you see it. Yeah. Oh, well, so uh, w- one thing that I was going to say about them is they're, they're seemingly like you can't kill them. Okay. So, so and, the and lemon. That's, that's the thing. Like, it doesn't seem like I, there's no, I found no way to actually kill them. So you need to almost kind of just like permanently ward them off. Really? Um, okay. Here's a, here's a, here's a unique one. If you awake during an Alp attack and you immediately ask him to return in the morning to borrow something or have coffee, it stops what it's doing. It stops tormenting your nightmares and it leaves instantly. Does it come back? And it comes in the morning because it wants coffee, coffee, or whatever this thing that you offered to like give it. Yeah, it really wants it. And then you have to wait, converse with it for a morning. Well, at that time, so okay, when it when it shows up, here's what might happen: it's either going to come in its true Alp form, like with the hat, mm. or it's going to try to pretend to be a human. And when it does, the human will have um, a unibrow. Oh. Yeah. That's the giveaway. Yeah. That's like a, yeah, it's a giveaway. So, uh, so if it's an animal that has a hat and if it's a human, it has the unibrow, which is weird because why like, you know, shape shifting to a human, you think it would need to wear the hat too. Maybe the hat was left on there. Uh, Maybe the hat turns into the unibrow. Maybe they kept the hat downstairs. Oh, that'd be fun. Tucked in the pants. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I was just skimming anyway. Um, <laughs> okay. Now, when they come to visit, you can actually like convince them to stop 
you know, like bothering you. Okay. And one of the things there's like something else you could do is you can plug up the entrances in your house with like clay or whatever, like especially small spots because they can shape shift into anything, but their favorite way like to travel is through keyholes. Mm. So, so you got to keep those covered up. So if you keep that covered and it tries to get in, it cannot get in. But if, if one is invited in and you want to trap it, you yeah. can, you can cover it. The hole and it can't get out because it can only get out through the same way it came in. Whoa. So like if you wanted to try to, yeah, trap it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which I think is more trouble than it's worth, honestly. Right. There's this one story. There's a specific story too about this one that got trapped and the it turned into like a beautiful woman. And there were these two farmers and they were both like really into her and like eventually one won out and the Alp could not find the exit. Uh, couldn't get back out, so it it married the farmer. Oh my god! Had kids. What? Yeah, and then eventually, like long down the line, she was able to trick him to showing the um, the exit, which was some like knot hole or something. Oh, okay. Which I'm like, why don't you remember where that is? Yeah, or or ask way before that. Right. He had to get his what trust to Could you imagine. That's a long time to pretend to be a beautiful woman and be married to a farmer. To have children with it, <laughs> right? Oh my God, how, what are those children like? Are they like? Normal I would imagine or? they're gonna. They're not normal. <laughs> There's no way they're normal. I mean, they've at least got to become Alps. Right? They at least have unibrows. You would think. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, it's beautiful. Frida Kahlo. Um, and here's the other thing. Even if you get one to go away, they might come back in a couple of years in a worse mood. Ooh. Yeah. They remember you? Yeah. It just seems like they're like pets. It's just like bed bugs. You just don't want to oh, get an owl. Right? Yeah. 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 So, okay. So this comes from the mountainous regions of Germany and Austria. Now, it's suggested, uh, this is, I'm going to mess this up so bad, that this comes from the dwarf king Alberic. From the Teutonic epic poem, Nibble Lugin Lied is the source of the inspiration of this mythology. I like the sound of that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Can you say it, it again. Libin Lubin. Nibble Lugin Lied. That's good. Nibble Lugin Lied. Actually, your German sounds pretty good. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's where people think that this, this character kind of has originated this, this idea from. Um, they also believe so it's this these friendly elf-like beings that lived in the mountains but then eventually started turning more negative and malevolent reasons why i didn't dive deep enough for that but mm. so they used to be good yeah that's one thing um some people think they're demons uh some believe they can become uh, like be created from the spirits of dead relatives <laughs> children may become an alp if a woman bites a horse collar <laughs> To ease the pain during an extremely long and torturous childbirth. And the child that's born is the one that might be coming out? Yeah. Oh. So could you imagine, like, you're in such bad pain. You're like, give me that horse collar, Jimmy. And you're, oh, no. <laughs> My kid's a fucking help. <laughs> Isn't that insane? Like, yeah, such what, a weird... what lesson is that teaching? I don't, yeah, like, deal with the pain. Yeah, but why just a horse collar? I don't know. That's weird. Leave it to the horses, I guess. Okay, a child born with a call or a hair on the palms may mm -hmm. become an alp. Um, that's that's the uh, the vampire as well, because Dracula had hair in his palms. Oh right, um, and uh, 
Yes, yes. Damn it, I was I lost my train of thought. Sorry. No, no, no. Um, I think I was going to make a masturbation joke. <laughs> yeah, they say like if you masturbate, yeah, you're, you're Harry you're Palms, Harry Palms right? or something. <laughs> yeah, then, yeah. All right. Uh, what else? What else we got here? Okay. If a pregnant woman is frightened by an animal, her child may be born an alp. There's a lot of ways this can happen. Right. It sounds like people were just seeing things happen and be like, you know, that's exactly how a boy, a young boy or girl becomes an alp. Yeah. A stillborn child might mm. come back from the grave to torment its family mm. as an alp. Both of ours have to do with pregnancy and stuff. Again, reoccurring themes, mm. right? I was yeah. thinking the same thing. Um Anyone with a unibrow might be an alp. Mm-hmm. So because some believe that the alps are like werewolves, like some people are human during the day and they don't know that they're alps or animals too. There's like oh. were alps or whatever. It's a different spin. Right? Yeah. Like So it's very similar to the werewolf and apparently werewolves have unibrows as well, uh, often in human form. And... Um, they don't they don't they don't remember what happens at night. It's like you can't even can you really blame them? No. Right. They're just running around like wild. Uh, but one way that you can try to help out is if you get attacked, yeah. you can try to make a distinguishing mark on its body. Like and if then, you're a good like, like fencing. A, yeah, like a fencing. Yeah, yeah. You're like the you're Zorro, right? Uh-huh. You just do a Z, right? And then when and then in the morning when Harry wakes up and he's got a Z on his chest, you're like you're the Alp. All right, now let's figure out who cursed you, and you can hopefully try to figure it hopefully. out. Hopefully. Because this, there's a lot of that that is like, it's witchcraft as mm-hmm. well. So there's lots of different ideas yeah. of where this comes from. Yeah. But to, to round it out, I just wanted to give you the name of that demon that spews them from hell. Horror crazy. Horror crazy? Sound, it sounds like you're drunk. Horror crazy. It's a German demon which exhales vampiritic butterflies. That's awesome. Horror crazy. Yeah. You want to spell that for us? H O R E R C Z Y. Huh. <laughs> it's fucking weird, right? Yeah. It's a. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fun fact time. Inadvertently, I believe that I've brought the creature of Mitch Hoss Brown to this show. That's um, from Gothic. Yeah, right. Remember the cover of that? It's it's based off the painting by Henry Fuseli, right? The Nightmare. Absolutely. Yeah. They're a nightmare. <laughs> from eighteen o two. Eighteen o two. That's that's a great painting. It's absolutely ba- right. It's based off that. And then there's that horse in the background with the white eyes. He's like, I'm the nightmare, <laughs> which I didn't get until. Today, yeah, like mare, horse. Yeah. I never thought about that, right? Yeah, makes sense now. Anyway, so I, I believe that, that Mitch Hoss Brown is a, is an Alp. Yeah, I mean that 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 reference is going to be lost on a lot of people. Oh yeah, but it's 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 no no don't go the, don't go the cover of the movie Gothic. Gothic, yeah. Go right. look at the cover of the. Movie I was Gothic. A, I was afraid of this VHS cover, and so my friends Albert, Alex, and Roger invited me over. They we watched the movie and. We joked through this little yeah. creature by calling him Mitch House Brown. Yes. And that became an inside joke in our, our, our group of friends. It's like Mystery Science Theater over here. And so, yeah. And so, anyway, the, this is Mitch House Brown. He's an L. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I met... Uh, I, I met Julian Sands, who plays Percy Bysshe Shelley in that movie. Really? Yeah. I, 
<laughs> I met him at um, he like read poetry at the John Keats um, house in Rome, and I went and I, I like I got a picture with him. I was like, hey, listen, actually, the movie you did Gothic was like oh. a really big thing with oh. me and my friends when we were kids, and you know, it's just a pleasure to meet you. Oh my god, that's amazing! <laughs> I was like, I get How a picture. I, I yeah. mean, I'm sure you told me that, but. <laughs> yeah, I'll show memory. you the picture in a second. Oh, that is great. So yeah, he was in Gothic. Bringing up good memories here on the holiday edition of Do Be a Monster. And yeah. bring in the Christmas dogs. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So if you think that the Germans are the only ones having fun with sleep demons, you are dead wrong, sucker. In Egypt, they have the jinn, which is a type of genie yeah. that does something it's similar. DJ is like J I N N. Yeah. 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 In Italy, they have the panda fece, which is a malevolent witch or giant cat. Right. Is that that's the holiday witch too? She she's around in Christmas in Italy. Did we talk? Or is about that the this? bufata or something like oh, that? Oh man, you hit yeah. me up with. Don't ask questions. I get it. Don't ask those questions to me because the answer is yes. The indigenous people of South Africa have the tokoloshi, which is a menacing dwarf-like creatures that are caused by black magic. Mm. And in Brazil, there's the pisadiera. And that means she who steps. She's a crone. On your chest. Yeah. She's a crone with long fingernails who lurks on rooftops at night and then walks on the chests of people who sleep Belly up on a full stomach. Oh, I just like love how we've all made the same sort of things to do, to to explain away weird events that right? happen at night. Yeah, right. Um, and I wanted to just bring a touch of science into all this. <laughs> science. Yes. So this idea of experiencing a presence or a demon or a- any of that and that comes up over and over again in the study of sleep paralysis. So there are. There is a term called hypnagogic or hypnopompic hallucination, which is the phenomenon of seeing something demon-like while experiencing sleep paralysis. Mm. So it's actually something that's studied by real scientists, and and you know all these people have all these like you, you know origin myth folklores about it all, and I just think it's crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I mean, have you ever had sleep paralysis? Yes. Have you ever experienced a dark figure in the room? Mm, I don't know about I that. I have. Oh, that's scary. It's horrifying. <laughs> right. Because sleep paralysis is bad enough as it is. Yeah, right. And then when you get like this idea that's like something's coming down and then and you can't like, move. This is metal. <laughs> but it's horrifying. Right. It seems like a second seems like a lifetime. Sure. But yeah, so everyone's afraid of it all over the world. And that's... Wait a second! Oh my God. There is a theory. (laughs) (laughs) There is a theory that Freddy Krueger is based off the idea of an out because he is... He he attacks you in your dreams and wears a funny hat. Oh, sure. Right? Yeah, well, I can see that. He's the out. I wonder if Wes Craven had an interest in German folklore. Craven? German? I think so. Alp... Alpine. Alpine oh, so you said Alps in Austria too, right? Like the Austrians. Uh-oh. Well, you so the Austrians also have... Um, yeah. Yeah, because like the Alp, Alps in, are in Austria. See, I knew... Rewind, time travel. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. I almost made it to the end of the show. And that's... The Alps. All right, so we have a little giveaway. Um, this is... if 
It's, okay. it's a special giveaway. It's a gift. It's wrapped. I wrapped it. But you got to earn it. Yeah. So yeah, we're doing our first Do Be a Monster giveaway. So, and how do you do? How do you win this? Okay. The way. First of all, you got to know what you're winning. Oh. Okay. Whoops! I dropped the hammer from the peppermint pig. <laughs> okay. You are playing to win the horrified American Monsters board game. Which is a brand new board game which features monsters such as the Jersey Devil. Yeah. And Bigfoot. Yeah. And Mothman. Cool. And the Ozark Howler. What? <laughs> and the Banshee of the Badlands. The Banshee of the Badlands. All right. That sounds fun. So we got to meet a really cool person named Dave. And his dad in the 70s wrote the, the quintessential Jersey Devil mm-hmm. book. Mm-hmm. This guy is definitely a personal hero. James McCloy. James McCloy and Ray Miller. They co-wrote it. Yeah. But we met we met James' uh, son. Anyway, we got in touch with him. He somehow let us come to his house and showed us all his dad's cool stuff. And then he was telling us about how his dad wanted to make a Jersey Devil cryptid kind of monster board game back in the day. And he even submitted it to a company and they were like, nah, no monsters, thanks. Monsters just ain't hot right now. But now they are. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes, they are very hot. So Dave was like, they made this. They ended up making this game. And of, it's not his dad's version, obviously. But we were like, we got to get our hands on some of these. Yeah. So we have one for us because we've been very good boys this year. <laughs> and, and we have one to uh-huh. give out to the most monsterific fan out there. So the way you, the way you enter is you just email don't be an idiom at gmail.com and what do you have to include in this al so all we want is we want your name address phone number <laughs> now we probably don't need all that but we need a way to get in touch with you yeah but come up with some some sort of a don't do be a monster artwork mm-hmm. um, and it could be simple anything. it could be a stick figure on a post-it note yeah it says do do be a monster or it could be a michelangelo it could be the michelangelo whatever you medium dbam or maybe you want to make something out of pancakes oh right that'd be cool this this is way it's not like you're pouring yourself into yeah. you're like i'm making breakfast for the kids i'm gonna make these in the shape of albert and ryan's faces absolutely or like or just you got a little favorite monster pancake whatever mm-hmm. you know just really it's all about we just want to hear from you mm-hmm. so what then are you going to do? Then, we, then we're going to put your name in a randomizer with all of the other people that have contacted us. And by randomizer, we mean a hat with little slips of paper. And they also have them online. I, but that seems so less Okay, well, we'll write them down on, we'll write them down on um, paper. Let's do both okay. until they both come up with the same number. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, and then we'll announce it next episode? Yes. Okay. At the rate these are coming out, definitely by next episode. <laughs> All right, so don't be an idiom at gmail.com. Send us a pic, yo. Show us your monster. And um, until next time, do, do be a monster. monster.